Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome aboard the National Football Show with your boy, Big Sills. Man, Super Bowl 56. Who would have ever thunk it? The Cincinnati Bengals are in the Super Bowl. This kid, Joe Burrow's got an opportunity to do something no quarterback has ever done, win a national championship, a Heisman Trophy, and then a Super Bowl. Four and a half point underdogs, too. Probably the way he likes it. Guys, do me a favor. Please hit the like button. You know, I would never start my show out with a guest unless he was one of my dear friends and a guy who could definitely give me the skinny on what separates Joe Burrow from everybody else. That's Coach Ogeron. Let me put it to you this way, guys. Coach O found this kid after Ryan Day and Urban Meyer went like this to him. Believe me, I'm a transfer. I transferred from the University of Maryland, and I went to the University of Miami. And Coach Johnson said the same thing. I'm going to give you a chance at the brass ring here. You're going to get an opportunity to win yourself a national championship at the University of Miami. What did Coach O do? He gets this kid. He recruits this kid. And I got to tell you, man, just watching the way that the guy plays and the way that the guy commands his football team, here was a dude that was banged on nine times by the Titans. Didn't matter. Ends up winning that ball game. Ends up winning that ball game. I know people this week are looking at the fancy Rams. They got future Hall of Famers everywhere, okay, on that football team. They got future Hall of Famers everywhere. But there is something about this guy, Joe Burrow, who is special. And Coach Ogeron... He pointed it out and found it early on when he brought him to LSU. We have Coach O on with us right now. Coach, thank you so much for coming aboard. I really appreciate it. Coach, you there? All right, let's see if we can get connected here a little bit here and see if we can bring Coach O on here and see if we can get him. Um, Make no mistake about it. He had one of the greatest years in history. He had absolutely... One of the greatest teams around him, okay, had one of the absolute greatest teams around him. All right, we're having a little bit of difficulties here trying to connect. Let's see if we're going to be able to connect. Who do you guys got in the big game? Let's just start it out there. Man, you got Rams or do you have the Bengals? Four and a half point dogs are the Bengals. And get this, okay, Rams are in their own building like the Bucks were. They were, they're in their own building. Who do you got? 
that Bengals team is a don't they remind you of the early Patriot teams that Brady played on? Not a lot of stars, just some good football players on it. Anthony says Bengals. Green says Rams. Chalk it up, sports. Big Cilio. Burrow is overcoming that organization. Jeremiah, that is one of the absolutely best things that you could have a player as a distinction put on him. Smile says Rams by 17. Get this, there was a comment that he was asked to make about, did you ever think about telling the Bengals that you were not going to want to be drafted by them? And guess what, man? He went like this. He goes like this. He goes, hey, uh, no, I never thought about it. And Joe Burrow goes into Cincinnati and changes the culture. He absolutely changes the culture, man. So hopefully we can catch up with Coach O here in a second. Look, I got this football team, and I, I, I think I'm going with the Bengals. There is a quality about the guy, man, that I just completely don't want to go against him. Let's see if we can connect with Coach Ogeron now. Coach O, you there? What's up, man? How you doing, Dan? All good, Coach, man. I tell you what, your boy's in another championship game. You've got to be thrilled to death for Joe Burrow. Hey, y'all, I'm bad to because it's kind of cut. I want to let you know that. I hope you can hear me. Okay. I thank the world of you. One of the best in college football. We studied you. I tell everybody that. We studied you. Cortez Kennedy, Russell Maryland, The Rock studied you. Warren Sapp, the way you guys played the game, you and Jerome Brown, you set the tempo. I say that all the time, man, and I mean it, man. The way you played the game and the way you practiced, set the tempo for greatness at Miami and the defensive line. I know I, I can hardly hear it, but let me say this. I'm so happy to be here in California, in Los Angeles, and so proud of all the LSU Tigers in the Super Bowl. It's no surprise to me that Joe Burrow has led this team the way he has. A tremendous young man, a tremendous competitor. You'd love to play with him, Dan. I think you and him would have been headbutting at practice. <laughs> hey, 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 Coach, what was that one intangible that he had as a player that attracted you to him? Hey, he's like the Pied Piper, man. He's tough. You know what? He's like Jimmy was. Everybody's going to follow Jimmy Johnson. He was great. And he was so smart. He won. Think about this. Okay. Think about this, Dan. It's a Saturday morning, spring over, during weekend. Ken, thank you, Jimmy. Andy, hear me now. Yeah, we're having a little bit of issues with Coach O right now. I, right, Coach, we're we're here, Coach. If you can hear us. Oh yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me, Dan? Yeah, I got you, Coach. Okay. Hey, we're having a recruiting weekend. All right. Spring ball's over. It's Saturday morning. My on-campus recruiting coordinator calls me and says, Coach, can we bring the recruits to watch team practice? I said, we don't have to spring ball's over. She goes, oh, no. Your whole team is practicing. Joe Burrow called the practice Saturday morning. I after spring ball, 
100% attendance. It goes to show you leadership and want to. Absolutely, Coach. I mean, he, he just – Coach, look at what he did by changing the environment in Cincinnati. So you're not shocked he's in the Super Bowl, are you? I, I, I can't hear you, Dan, but I, I think i okay. I'm, I, you know, hey, guys, hey, listen, I appreciate it there. I think Xander again. Um, okay, we're just going to sit there and cut it. Just, Coach gave us a little bit of insight a little bit here. And he gave us a little bit of what Burrow was. Did you hear what he said? What a great story, man. The story was that they had spring practice. He goes, Coach, I'm going to have another practice right after spring ball. This is the kind of stuff that you hear with Brady. This is the kind of stuff that you hear when you're talking about a guy who wants to win. I don't think there's anything on the planet here where you sit here and you go like this that you look at a guy and you say, what's the one intangible? It's got to be winning. That's what I tell you about the Eagle scenario. Guys, I, pro- I apologize for the connection. He's in Los Angeles, so like I tell you all the time, you talk about internet issues, all good. But the story that he said about him just wanting to win and wanting to play and wanting to get his football team better, that's the intangible, Okay. To me, that you look at a quarterback. Does Jalen Hurts have that with the Philadelphia Eagles? Absolutely. He completely has that and make no mistake about it. I think that's the one intangible you always have to look at. It's not about statistics. It's not about throwing for the most touchdowns. This comes down to, again, winning ball games, And that's what Burrow's about. As I said to you, Joe Burrow did not want to go anywhere else but Cincinnati. You know, they asked him the question, did you think about going somewhere else? Did you think about telling the Brown family that you didn't want to go to Cincinnati? He's like, no, that never crossed our minds. It's a privilege to play in the NFL, and I didn't care where it was. Can you imagine that? Watch this. I don't care where you play me. I don't care where the team is. I don't care where the stadium is. Let's go play 60 minutes of football. He's changed. If Joe Burrow and that kind of ability can change culture inside of a building like the Bengals, think of what a quarterback could do inside of a place like the Steelers or a place like the Eagles. That's why, Eagle fans, you need a quarterback. There's no getting around it. You need a quarterback. You need to make sure that you get a quarterback in the building That's one of those guys. Whether it be a free agent, whether it be somebody that you make a trade for, you need a quarterback. You need to find yourself a quarterback. Okay? Russell Wilson came out today with his agency and his agents and said this. Here is the statement for Russell Wilson's people this offseason. As we get ready for March and we get ready for free agency, Russell Wilson is saying this. He wants to be in a position where all things are on the table. Everything is on the table. All options are there. He wants to go to a team with a future, O-line, and a bunch of draft picks. Where is that? 
That's Philadelphia. You have a future, you have money, and you have the O-line. Russell Wilson is open to playing in Philadelphia. Why wouldn't he be? You got a fan base that's almost the same thing that you have in Seattle. That 12th man is one of the best fan bases you can have. Can you imagine Russell Wilson on the Philadelphia Eagle football team? You win 13 games. You win 13 games. You win the East. You may get yourself into the NFC champion. Do we agree? Razor, do we agree? Russell Wilson puts you in the NFC championship game in 2022. Am I right or am I wrong? Easy money. QB number one priority. Without a quarterback, without a guy who can sling it, we're not going anywhere. It's correct. Anthony, Russ is still good. He just needs a change of scenery. Anthony, he was hurt last year. First time in his career, he had a losing record. He was injured. The team has fallen apart. They haven't retooled it. You know, I mean, my God almighty. So wait a minute. Nobody saw that Matthew Stafford was going to put a team in the Super Bowl, but you saw the talent there. You're trying to tell me you think Matthew Stafford's a better quarterback than Russell Wilson today? Give me a break. How many people think that Matthew Stafford is a better quarterback than Russell Wilson? I want Russell Wilson. Character guy. You don't have to worry about the Deshaun Watson stuff. You're probably not going to have to give up three ones, I don't think. I don't think. Razor says not me. You don't want Russell Wilson, and you'll stick with Jalen. You'll go nowhere. Okay? Wait, didn't golf go to the Super Bowl? What about Foles? You're right. Jared Goff and Nick Foles are better than Russell Wilson. Jesus, criminy. Jeremiah, really? Awful take, dude. You think those two guys are better than Wilson, who's a Hall of Famer, and still has a lot of football to be played? Trent Dilfer got a team to the Super Bowl. So did Brad Johnson. Razor says that Russell Wilson will end up a New York Giant. Why would he go there? It's the worst offensive line in the league. Dave Gettleman had five years to build an O-line and couldn't do it. You got to have him. He's got to be number one priority. Has to be. Howie Roseman thought he was making up for passing on Wilson by drafting Hurts. Dude, Jalen Hurts is a cheap man's version of Russell Wilson. Okay? Rico, what up, brother? Jimmy G? Only thing that frightens me about Jimmy G, again, is you know sometimes in a football game, you know that Garoppolo is going to throw the pick to somebody. You know that. Rico, Wilson is elite. Jimmy G in the second. Man, I think the 49ers are going to get a one for him. I do. Easy Money thinks that the kid from Ole Miss is Russell Wilson. 
I, I, I don't know what you're watching. Got to beat Alabama, son. You got to beat Alabama. Even Johnny Manziel beat Alabama. <laughs> Johnny Manziel made it to the NFL as a first-rounder, not because he won the Heisman. It's because he went into Alabama and won a game on the road. That'll be his greatest moment in his career. Pro in college. Manziel beating Bama at third place. Yeah, they were like 17-point dogs going into that game, and A&M beat them. Kyle says number one priority is Watson. Guys, listen, I get the fact that we have to build on defense. I get all that. Okay? I get all that. Easy money, I got you now. Okay. Kind of lining it up a little bit better. You think he's a younger version? Funny, I think in his second year, didn't Wilson get to the Super Bowl? You think Matt Corral gets a team to the Super Bowl in his second year? I don't know. All depends where he lands, too. Always remember that. Noodle says the 49ers only want a second rounder. No, they don't. No, they don't. They want a first for him. Or they would have moved him this past offseason. Numerous teams offered a two for him. He, they wouldn't budge off the one. You says two ones for Russell. I'm good with that. You know what I would do if I was Howie and I got into a position to get Russell Wilson? I would take two first-rounders, give them to Seattle, take my other first-round draft choice, and see either move down to get another first-rounder next year so I have two, again, number ones, or what I do is I parlay it into giving me more second round picks so I have more premium picks in the second round. Then you can go after your defense. Instead of, say, having two picks in the second round, maybe you get three picks and you add those other two, you got five picks in the second round, and hopefully you're talking about more up towards the top of the draft. But now because of Seattle, I think Seattle was underwater this year. That's going to be down in the 20s, so... I mean, that's going to be up there to 15, somewhere in there. So, again, I think you got to make Russell a priority. Russell Wilson's people came out today and said they have everything on the table. Everything is on the table. No team is off limits. Guys, I don't know where you get this reporting from, but, again, it's agents talking because they're trying to position their client as well. Always remember that. We're getting now into the land of misinformation because free agency is coming up. The positioning of the draft. You're going to hear people do this. Watch this. You know, you know what a common theme is and a common trick that a lot of personnel departments make during this time? Watch this. I'll pretend I'm Howie Roseman. I'll tell you something. This Malik Willis kid, I really love him. He's a great-looking talent. Knowing full well you're going to look at an offensive lineman and you're trying to steer them as far away as you possibly can from the true guy you're looking at. Man, I'll tell you something. This perimeter wide receiver, I just love this guy so much. He is really a great player. But you're actually talking about drafting a Jabo with one of those first picks, maybe. You try to do everything you can to throw misinformation out there 
any why in the world would you come out publicly going, man, I really like this kid? Really? Then you got 15 other teams looking at going, well, let's evaluate him too because we need a defensive end. We need an edge rusher. The two things that the Eagles need right now in, in spades, they need a starting quarterback and they need an edge rusher. No other thing on that team. Those two positions fix that team incredibly. A signal caller that can spot single coverage and an edge rusher that can get people on the ground. You need a guy with 10 sacks coming from the edge. You've got to get a pass rusher. If you don't have a pass rusher, watch this. Hey, it's one thing to stop the run, but if you're going to play that soft-ass defense that Jonathan Gannon does and you're going to play that zone defense, quarterbacks are going to roll into the link completing 70% of their passes they don't have to run the ball. So if you're going to play that kind of coverage and you're going to play that kind of defense, you have to be better in the pass rushing game. They were 31st. You're doing it ass backwards. They basically were playing a defense that went like this. Yeah, you can bend, but don't break. Okay? Timothy says that Wilson is a better option than Watson. I like that topic. Is he? Smokescreen season. That's right. Chalk it up sports. That's where we are. We're now in the land of misinformation. Justin Fields for Russell Wilson. Man, I wouldn't do that. Justin Fields is not going to do anything. He is not, okay? He's going to be another one of those Ohio State quarterbacks that came out of college and did nothing. What was that kid's name? Troy Smith? That won the Heisman, or what's that kid too? The Braxton kid, man, they had a bunch of guys play there that just never did anything in the National Football League. Noodle says, "Big Sills, would you love this deal? Metcalf and Wilson for three first and Hurts, dude. DK Metcalf. I'll say this to you. Here's my problem with DK." He's great in a straight line. He's physical. And maybe that fits into the Eagles' run game, a wide receiver that can knock people out in a run game. But as a guy doing routes and cutting and going through the progression tree, I'm not sure he's all that hot. But if you put him in a run-oriented offense, DK Metcalf can be spectacular. Okay? Cordell Jones. They picked that apple too soon off the tree, man, like they did with Dwayne Haskins. Those guys were both not mentally mature enough to play in the National Football League. Take it from me. You know, it's one thing to have all the talent on the planet, but if you're not ready to be a professional, it'll eat you up faster than your lack of talent. That's why some of these guys get run out of the building. It's not so much that they don't have the talent to play. It's they get run out of the building because they don't have the understanding of what it's about to be a professional at that level. Both those things have to line up together in sequence. Be a pro, play like hell. Teams will keep you, especially high draft choices. You go in, you're not mature, you're doing selfies in the third quarter of a football game, that's going to rub people the wrong way, dude. You're gonna. That's the fastest ticket out of a town. Justin Jefferson is a tremendous route runner. And a better receiver than DK Metcalf. It's not a, it's not a comparison. 
Just imagine Watson with Philly's O-line. Bro, here's the one thing, though, that I will say about a style like Deshaun. Deshaun does take off a little bit, but I'm going to get into Kyler Murray now. Also, did you see what Kyler Murray did? Kyler Murray's people are a little bit perplexed about staying in Arizona. They're not sure they're going to be able to maximize his ability in Arizona. You see what he did to his social media? He scrubbed everything about him being part of the Arizona Cardinals organization. Now, does that mean he wants to play some bait? I don't know. And I'm not going to play psychologist here. But you got a guy in Kyler Murray. I think he wants a contract extension. I think he wants more assets around him. You know, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins was injured the majority of the second half of the season, and it hurt that team and ability to be able to move the chains. Okay, I mean, Steve Keim might be getting the tea leaves sent to him right now. Uh, he wants a new contract, and he wants an extension. So there's a conflict. Do I think it's big? Not yet, but he confessed her. Look what happened up in uh, Green Bay. Kyler Murray wants to go to Tampa. See, to me, guys, I think everybody wants to go to Tampa now. It's a ready-made football team. Just because Brady waved his hand and said, I'm out, doesn't mean that that team doesn't have enough talent to win a Super Bowl or especially a soft-ass NFC. You put Aaron Rodgers on that Bucs team, you're in the NFC title game. Hell, if you put Kyler Murray on that team, the Buccaneers are in the NFC title game. If you put Russell Wilson on that team, they're in the NFC title game. Mike Evans, Gronk wants to play another year. You, you, you don't know what Odell Beckham is going to do. Looks like he wants to stay in L.A. But let's not forget something. Woods is coming back next year. Beckham will be a three. You're not going to pay a number three guy top dollar, and that's going to be a conflict. Beckham's going to have to decide this. This could be an opening for the Eagles to go after Odell Beckham, too. Remember what's fighting against Beckham. Beckham is the biggest star wide receiver in Los Angeles with the Rams. There's no question he's a bigger star than Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup's the better player, though. Woods is the second guy. He's the number two. They're not getting rid of Woods. Then you have Odell. Well, watch this. Top dollar, mid-dollar. Then at the end of the day here, what's, where's the money left for Odell? Odell's going to have to go like this, take a haircut, stay there, or do this. Let me go somewhere else. So there's a lot of moves to be made here. In this offseason, a lot of moves. Russell Wilson, once again, and his representatives have said, as early as this morning, we're going to ex explore all options. Everything is on the table. There's no four or five hit list teams like some idiot said last year. Why would Wilson go to Chicago? when they've never developed a quarterback in the history of the franchise. Why would he go there? Why would he go to Las Vegas? Why, because of Sierra? They're not moving off of Derek Carr. They're not moving off of Derek Carr for Russell Wilson. They got their guy. Derek Carr's a damn good football player. And what he did this year with all the chaos in Las Vegas... Fucking guy should get a medal. Should get a medal, man. All right.
Guys, I apologize again a little bit for Coach L, but we got it rolling again here. I want to ask you this as well. Here's a topic for you. By the way, please hit the like button. Do me a favor. Explain to me who you think melted down more in front of the Philadelphia fan base and the media more, Carson Wentz or what we're seeing with Ben Simmons. Who do you think melted down more for the fans and the media? Was it Wentz or is it Simmons? I want to hit on that. More on Super Bowl 56. Hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other. With more doctors and hospitals. More benefits that really rock. More of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about. Because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan. of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back. National Football Show. Guys, please hit the like button. Appreciate everybody coming aboard. Had Coach O for a little bit at the top. I think we got a little bit out of that, you know. So as soon as spring practice is over, Joe Burrow is still running practice on his own. He got the entire team at LSU the year they won the national championship. Guy's all about winning. I'm looking forward to watching him in Super Bowl 56. So we'll get to that Simmons and Wentz question. Who do you think really did melt down more in front of the fan base? Who are you surprised that melted down like that? I mean, both these guys, man. Wow. 
Let me ask you this, though, Philly fan. Are you football fans? Or are you Eagle fans? Are you going to watch the game this weekend? I mean, do you have a... Do you, do you have any interest in the game at all? Because fan bases like Pittsburgh, New England, Philadelphia, places like that, Chicago, okay? Team's not in it. They're like this. I don't know. You know, maybe I'll tune the thing on. Think it's sorry after a quarter, I'm out of here. Okay? M. Reyes says, good excuse to make ribs. Hell yeah, watching the game? Okay, good. Not that there's anything else on. <laughs> oh, man. I know. I, say, I, I, I refuse to say that handle, man. He wants me to. I refuse to say the wet dude. No way. Birdman goes like this. Says, I like the freaking Eagles, brother. Today's NBA sucks. Anthony says Ben Simmons is def- the definition of bitch. He never improved. Just wanted to be famous and couldn't take one ounce of criticism. Let's get into that here for a second. Simmons or Wentz, look at their journeys, too. Look at the opportunity they had. You draft Carson Wentz as the franchise face of your team. You bring in Ben Simmons, knowing full well that this guy has got issues. Couldn't lead his LSU team to the 60-14 tournament. I mean, how crazy is that? Couldn't even do that. And, I mean... Just the attitude of not getting better. By the way, never worked at his game. The only thing he's been working at is his social media. You see, and somebody just said it too. You see, Carson Wentz, I think, wants to be good. Wentz wants to be good. But both of these guys struggle with criticism. What does that tell you about somebody when they struggle with criticism? They can't be coached. Or there's a certain way you have to go about talking to them, which means you have to go the extra step. Some cases that you have to, I understand this. But these guys are more difficult to coach. You know what's funny? People will always ask me this. Man, Michael Irvin must have been so hard to coach. Michael Irvin was one of the easiest players to coach. Do you know who Jimmy Johnson's hardest player to coach was? Troy Aikman. Troy had turned down Jimmy Johnson numerous times. He didn't go to Oklahoma State, chose Oklahoma at first. Then when he transferred, he didn't come to Miami. He went to UCLA. And the only reason that Troy Aikman played for Jimmy Johnson in Dallas is because the former regime with Coach Landry and Tex Ram and Gil Brandt, they drafted him already. Troy was already in the building. They were already in the building. So when he got that job, Troy Aikman was already a Dallas Cowboy. And so that was, there was a, not anything was going to change. If you remember right, Aikman played in the Cotton Bowl that year. The Cowboys said, we're drafting him. The, the toughest person, you know why? Because he didn't really like Jimmy. He didn't trust Jimmy. You see, Jimmy's not about one player. Jimmy's about winning as a team. He don't give a shit what that looks like. You know, some of you guys fall in love with guys like Jalen Hurts. Jimmy falls in love with nobody. He falls in love with winning. Okay? 
falls in love with winning. Dude, smile. He drafted Steve Walsh to get draft choices and send him to New Orleans, and he got first and third rounders for him. Troy Aikman, I told you the story before. Troy comes to me, and he goes like this. Oh, I see Jimmy drafted your boy. Hey, guys, and and I'll retell the story. We're out at Thousand Oaks. They take Steve Walsh in the supplemental draft. Aikman takes us all out to dinner. We go to dinner. Troy goes, hey, man, so it looks like you drafted your boy. Steve Walsh, huh? Interesting. They had two first-round draft picks that year, and they took two quarterbacks, one in the supplemental draft, and one was Aikman. And he was like this, look, you know, they got your boy. And I looked at Troy Aikman, and I said this to him, bro, if you think Jimmy Johnson's going to start Steve Walsh over you, you're fucking crazy. Jimmy's about winning. I go, we afraid of a little competition, brother? I said, and I don't think Steve could give it to you. You're 10 times the quarterback he is. Act like it. We all had a laugh. We had a great time. Me, Crawford, Kerr, him, and Moose Johnson went out to a steakhouse in Thousand Oaks. Had a great time. Jimmy didn't give a shit, man. Boy, he's going to draft. No, that's not how it works with him. That is, that is not how it worked. Okay, this is all about putting your football team together here and putting people in the room there that got the proper mentality and how to handle winning. Troy can handle winning. He's mentally tough. He's not going to let anything go sideways on him. Carson Wentz was constantly looking over his shoulder after a while, this kid. And think about that for a minute. You were worried about Jalen Hurts? If you're worried about Jalen Hurts, you shouldn't be a starting quarterback in the NFL. If you put Jalen Hurts, get this, it's probably one of the reasons why Aaron Rodgers struggles up in Green Bay. Right? I mean, don't worry about Jordan Love. Now, see, to me, when it comes to Aaron, I think it was more so that they didn't really ever draft a wide out or put any kind of offensive firepower around him in his 14 years when it came to the draft, I think it was more that stuff. Carson Wentz was concerned about someone taking his job. They just gave you a contract extension. And he still melted down. Bro, he got everything. As what I'm seeing now, that guy got everything he deserved. And get this. Now the Colt fans are shitting on him for the same stuff that he did when he was in Philly. And you know what? It's, it's followed him. You think Carson Wentz has changed anybody's opinion on how he handles himself? Even with them having a winning record, you think Wentz playing as many games as he did this year, you think he changed the opinion of how people see him? I surely do not think that. I certainly do not think that. Okay? He had his chance. That's right. And as for Simmons, Simmons don't care. You see, when you get a contract and you're playing in the NBA and you have guaranteed money, you have fuck you money. You can look at Doc Rivers and your coaches and you can look at your owner, you can look at your general manager and tell him to kiss your ass because you owe him the dough no matter what. He don't fucking care about the Sixers. Somebody said something to him. Dude, you talk about being a... 
a wuss. That guy, I can't believe it. Someone tells me he's got mental issues. So be it. To get the help, but he don't want it. Philadelphia's offered it to him. Nah, it's all right. At least Carson Wentz wants to play, and he's trying to win games. Ben Simmons, he don't care. And, you know, I saw Joe Allen Bede did a local show in Philadelphia, and he was like this, hey, man, uh, you know, I think it's a shame that we're all in this together here and everybody's at fault. He's right. But at the end of the day, if you get some criticism laid at your feet and you make that kind of money, and you don't have the backbone to stand up for yourself. I've never seen an athlete like this melt down more in my life over a couple comments. Somebody throws some shade at Ben Simmons that really wasn't. You sucked, dude. You were hiding. You couldn't hit the backboard, let alone a free throw. And somebody threw shade at you that you sucked. You know what's funny? Pat Riley threw shade at Magic Johnson when he threw a championship game and through a championship series against the Celtics. Remember what? They were calling him Tragic Johnson. And Pat Riley said, Magic, you got to be better. That ate at Magic Johnson. That ate at him. He wanted another shot at Bird. He couldn't believe it. They were calling him Tragic Johnson. Ball bounces off his foot and shit and all that. And Riley's, Pat Riley called Magic Johnson out, probably the greatest guard in the history of the sport. Okay? And he calls him out and says, hey. And Ben Simmons goes, I can't play for these guys because they're talking shit on me. How ridiculous is that? My God, would I never want that in my huddle. Hey, brother, we all get kicked in the head. But we all get paid out here. That's bullshit, man. That guy hurts his team. He don't give a shit about his team. He don't give a shit about Philly. He don't give a shit about the NBA. Somebody posted earlier, hey, man, I just care that, you know, he's an NBA guy. Probably so. But that's why nobody watches that sport. What's the new thing for taking nights off? Load management? You imagine an NFL player going to Bill Belichick or even going to Nick Sirianni. Hey, man, I'm going to take today off, you know. You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to take today off. Why? Well, I don't know. Just, you know, I don't, you know, I got to load manage. I got... The rest of the season, we now have 17 games. So I'm just going to take the rest of the game, and I'm going to take this week off. Is that okay? You never see that in your life. Players putting their hand up, take me out of games. Why do you think they have uh, concussion protocols now in the NFL? Because guys would never put their hand up if they had concussions or if they had injuries. They're not coming out of ball games. They've made it easier for NFL guys to come out of games before guys play through the injuries. Everybody's banged up. And when you got the NBA guys doing this, man, I don't want to play. It's just such a shitty sport to watch. And, and, and especially if you're a fan, I don't get to see Ben Simmons, but you charge me full price. Thank God Embiid's crazy great. Okay. Thank God. Thank God he's crazy great. Thank God he's crazy great because that guy is changing. Okay. How you look at the five post position. He's the best since O'Neal. Again, this guy's got a jump shot, and he makes his free throws. Joel Embiid's the best center. How about this? He's a bigger version, in my opinion, of Duncan. He's not quite the fundamentals 
of Duncan, but he plays like him at times. Plus, he's got a perimeter shot, and he plays under the under the basket more than anything Anthony Davis. Who do you think the Lakers would rather have? Joel Embiid or Anthony Davis? I'll take Joel Embiid. Best big man in the game. Unbelievable, man. That guy's money. Guy's totally money, man. Hey, I want to talk a little bit more about Super Bowl 56. Also, the coaches in the game, too. More on this comment with Russell Wilson. Having everything out there and laying everything out for people to potentially say, everything's open. Howie Roseman, how much does he push in? Does he get, should the Eagles get into the Russell Wilson sweepstakes? You, you can convince anybody with money and future. Hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other. With more doctors and hospitals. More benefits that really rock. More of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about. Because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back. National Football Search Boy Dan Silio. Please hit the like button. By the way, we are off until next Thursday. So this is the last time as we get ready for Super Bowl 56, all the festivities. Man, I am doing a boatload of hits for a lot of 
radio stations. Actually, I'll say this. My friends, I only do my friends that come on my program. I just don't go on any show. I don't do any of that, really. I don't. It's not where I go any longer because Craig Carton and I have talked about it numerous times. Most of these people are just looking for, like, you know, talking shit to you and setting you up with something dumb. So if I don't know you, I don't go. I, I, I used to have it on my on my Twitter page. D- don't ask me for interviews unless I know you. <laughs> I, 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 I just stopped doing that. And by the way, too, I get people asking me to do articles on us, and we're like, no. I'm not doing that either, man. Look at what Joe Rogan. I'll tell Joe Rogan, this is a little advice from Big Sales. Shut the fuck up. Stop apologizing. An apology is something that should be carved in stone once. You don't need to hear it a hundred times. Is he sorry you used the N-word? Yes. Okay? Was it taken sometimes out of context, some of the clips? Yes. Nobody cares about that, though, Joe. The more you open your face, the more you make trouble for yourself. It's a lesson that I've learned from just watching people and how the true professionals handle themselves on Twitter. It's how they handle themselves. Don't say nothing to these idiots. 18% of America's on Twitter. Gives a fuck, man. Yeah, he's apologizing every. Oh, I'm sorry. And, and by the way, It'd be nice if somebody under 100 pulled their music. How about when Taylor Swift pulls her music? Then Spotify is going to kick their heels up. Or with Jay-Z or Beyonce or somebody like that, Lil Wayne. They start pulling their music, then you got a problem. But when Joni Mitchell and Neil Young are talking shit like that, no one cares. Now, if you want to go back to high school reunions, that's great music. I li- By the way, I like Neil Young. It's all good. But when someone relevant matters and pulls their music, like Taylor Swift, have Taylor Swift pull her music. Then you're going to have people go, hey, okay. Okay. Just shut up, dude. Take it from me. You don't help yourself. Because you know why? Then you start trying to appease everybody. You can't. It's impossible. That mob, once they're on you, they got you. They're they're like bees. So the best way to do it, ignore them. Guy talks to 10 million people a day. Give me a fucking break. Shut up, dog. My friend, my friend Tony Bruno, he tweeted at me and he DM'd me. He goes, hey, man, I got, I got, I got uh, blocked by Glenn Machinacea nut over at WIP. This is the guy Xander sent me a, a, a video clip because I was thinking of getting him on the show. What's his name? Glenn Mackinac? Tony's been blocked by him. Tony worked with the guy for like ever, I think. He goes, Sills. So they're like, they're like blocking people now from WIP. And, you know, and I go, well, I know I got an interesting text message from a couple of those guys over there saying that, you know, they don't want their guys going on any other platforms any longer, like shows like this, because you guys are making too much headway. And so Tony goes, yeah, the guy blocked me. I, I, I got into a conversation. And see, to me, that shit doesn't get under my skin. It used to back in the day. I don't care now. The only people that get under my skin are my family and my bosses. Other than that, I don't care. Okay? I don't care. You don't get under my skin any longer. It's crazy, man. Tony Brutal got blocked by Glenn Mackinac. <laughs> 
I don't even know who the fuck he is. I think he does weekends now on WIP. Classic. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm uh, really just absolutely classic, man. So yeah, I was, I was, I was talking to Tony, and Tony's like, "Yeah, man, unbelievable, man. I, I, <laughs> I have no idea." Uh, Macanamia nuts. <laughs> Even at that, thank you. All right, let's go over here. You know how you guys were telling me about the Pro Bowl and it sucked, which it did. How the Pro Bowl sucked? Seven million people watched the worst game of the year. Seven million. By the way, it's the lowest number since '06. The NBA would fucking. They would kneel for a game to have that number. Seven million people, 6.7 to be exact, watched the Pro Bowl. Now, with streaming and other platforms, it's going to be over 7 million people watched the Pro Bowl. The shittiest game of the year. A game where no one watches. It just shows you the power of the NFL. Shows you the power of the NFL. Okay? You look at a game like that and you go, Dan, it's the worst game. It's not watchable. People still watched it. That's why they're going to watch spring football. That's why football will always be king in this country. We just got through talking about the NBA. No one watches that thing. They lost half their audience since 2017. The NHL, it's not an American sport. It's a Canadian sport. We don't watch non-American sports. That's why we don't cover people like Roger Federer like we did Tiger Woods. If Roger Federer was American, he'd be considered one of the greatest athletes of all time, which he is. But we don't cover Rory McIlroy. We cover Americans. We don't cover foreign sports. That's why soccer will never be anything in this country. As many people play it around the world, it is not a mainstream sport in America. Soccer moms, high school, some college, MLS blows. I don't even know when their season is. I have nothing against the sport, but it's not relevant. Hockey's more relevant than soccer in America. Do you even know when the MLS season starts? <laughs> I don't. I couldn't name you five teams because I have zero interest. I could probably name you some premier teams. Okay? I could, I could probably name you that. But football means 7 million people watch the shitty Pro Bowl. You know, we're, everyone's tweeting me over the weekend at Dan Silio Show. I mean, Sills, I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, right. No, man. I'm gonna, I knew they would get a big number. It's a big number. However, it's the lowest number they've had since 06. And still, it's anything better than what the NBA could throw at you. Okay? And by the way, destroy the, the Olympic Games. The Pro Bowl. It's destroying the Olympics. Good grief. This country loves football. Okay. So before we get into Super Bowl 56 some more, because we're going to do more of that in hour number two here, and why I, I trust Joe Burrow over Matthew Stafford, there's no doubt the Rams have the better team. But should the quarterback and who you trust at quarterback matter the most? 
even though you have Jalen Ramsey and you have Aaron Donald and you have all of these superstar players, if the Eagles showed you something a couple of years ago, you don't have to have a star-studded team to win a ball game. Go out there and play your ass off. That's what the Eagles did, and they wore down the Patriots. We'll talk more about that in hour number two. There's no question there is something special about this kid. Now, let's, let's do a profile here in the kind of quarterback. What is the type of quarterback that you want to have in Philadelphia? What is the prototype? Do you want – and I'm going to show you something here, and I think this is why Lamar Jackson's going to struggle at getting his contract. And I'm going to tell you something else. If you're the Arizona, if you're the Arizona Cardinals, do you give Kyler Murray what he wants, a contract extension, and do you pay Lamar Jackson $42 million? This goes down the line of how you're building your Eagle team. What are we learning now about Lamar? What are we learning about Lamar Jackson right now? Look at Joe Burrow. Look at all these dropback guys that we saw in the postseason. We're learning now. Look how beat up Lamar Jackson was at the end of the season this last year. You want to give a five-year contract of $42 million to a guy who got worn out a little bit? You want to give Lamar Jackson $42 million? Is he better than Dak? Absolutely. Will he play longer than Dak? I don't know. My problem with that style of play Jalen had surgery after the season. Didn't he have it on his ankle? He had ankle surgery. And his is a kid who squats 600 pounds, and this is a kid who prepares his body as good as anybody in the league, and he's already got a surgery after his first year. My point is that style of football, Lamar's injury prone? No way he's injury prone. He was this year. I think it's because he's starting to get beat up. You run the ball for 1,100 yards as a starting quarterback in this league. You don't think those hits are going to start to take effect on you eventually? I told you this before. This is how an NFL player deals with injury. Watch this, guys. It may not be catastrophic every day, but watch. This is what's happened to Lamar. There's week one. There's week two. There's week 12. It's a hammer and nail. There's week 15. Add a game. There's week 17. Let's do it again next year. Week 15. The head of that nail is going to come off eventually. Pressure. Law averages. You're going to... If you run the ball, you're going to get a hit. And the chances of you getting hit, plus you're a quarterback taking sacks and pressures, and you add 140 hits to you because you run the ball, we're talking about 250 to 300 hits a year. You think a guy's going to last? You think a guy lasts like that? Okay, all good, Andrew. So are you really going to pay Lamar Jackson $42 million over five years? Boy, I don't know. Will I have him in five years? Will he look like RG3 or Cam Newton? Or do I build my team around a guy like Stafford and Burrow and Brady 
and Rodgers and Deshaun. Deshaun's not really a guy who sprints out. He's, he's, he's a pocket guy. My problem with the quarterbacks that we're starting to see with the RPOs today, you don't think Josh Allen's not going to affect his play down the line with the amount of hits he takes? How many games do we watch with Josh Allen? And again, I'm going to go back to Kyler here in a minute where he's the leading rusher for the Buffalo Bills. Know this. Kyler Murray wants his money now because you know why? He sees the writing on the wall with Lamar and with Cam. You have two examples of why you don't build your team around styles like that. Okay? Cam Newton is not that old. Could somebody tell me something? I, I think Cam Newton, if I'm not mistaken, I think Cam Newton is a little bit older than 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 Aaron Rodgers, a little bit younger than Aaron Rodgers. I think he's a couple years younger. And he's finished. Rodgers is going to win an MVP because he wins from the pocket. Cam took a beating. You're going to build your team in Philly around a guy who had surgery already at the end of the year. And we saw during the postseason, you got to have one of those guys. Okay? What style are you looking for here? He's 32. Rodgers, I think, is 39, so it's it's a little longer than I thought. Okay, I think he's 38, Aaron Rodgers. That's six years. Cam is finished. Rodgers is going to win an MVP at 39. So that's what you're looking at. You think Jalen's going to be the starting quarterback for the Eagles in three years if he continues this pace where he runs the ball for 900 yards a year? You really think that? They're, trying to, they're starting to figure that out in Baltimore now. All right, guys, hit the like button. Let's hit on some of the prop bets and all the things that are going on for Super Bowl. We'll do that. You keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other. With more doctors and hospitals. More benefits that really rock. More of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about. Because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back. Hour two, National Football Show. It's your boy, Dan Silio. Super Bowl 56 week. Appreciate you coming aboard with us. Coach O was in the last hour, kind of. You know, we really didn't have a good connection with him. By the way, he apologized for not having a good connection. He's in Los Angeles, and he's there to watch his boy Joe Burrow play. How about this? Joe Burrow paid tickets for Coach O to go to the game. He says, I want you here. Kid doesn't forget where he came from. Guy gave him an opportunity to go down to LSU. He was going to Cincinnati because he wanted to stay in Ohio because he was heartbroken at Ohio State, kicked his ass. Get out of here. We don't want you. We'll keep you for – we're going to let you go for Dwayne Haskins and the dude in Chicago, Justin Fields, who I don't think anything of. Go ahead, Joe. Hey, man, we know you're from Ohio. We know it hurts you. It's all good, though. Best you leave. He was going to stay in Ohio. He didn't want to leave his family. He didn't want to leave the people that supported him. Coach O goes, nah, man, I have something about this kid, man. He's just, a, he's just an absolute winner. See, that intangible when you're a winner like that, I think that's something that you're born with. I don't think you can coach that into somebody. You're either going to be that guy, and I'll tell you something, too. It got pulled. Well, maybe. You know why? Because it did get pulled out of Jordan, didn't it, by Phil Jackson. Okay, it did get pulled out by Phil. You know what Phil told Michael Jordan? I've had Phil Jackson on my show before. And I go, when you took over the Bulls, what was the first thing you told Jordan? He goes, I told Mike, you can't win scoring titles. If you want to win scoring titles, we won't win an NBA championship. You've got to make every guy on your team better for us to win. Mike, you've got all the scoring titles. You've got to be a distributor of the basketball, and you've got to play within this system that we're going to implement called the triangle. You guys got to remember something about the triangle. The triangle was developed for the pivot. It was developed for the big man, like somebody like Jabbar or Shaq, to get the ball down on the post with a guy. Tex Winter, the creator of the triangle, turned it around and made it at the point. And made Jordan the point figure in that whole that whole offensive scheme. You had Clemens, who was the offensive and defensive type coach that was in between all of that. You had Clemens and you had Winner and you had Phil Jackson. They all convinced Jordan, dude, you want to win? It's about getting everybody better. There's something about this guy, Joe Burrow, that has that and that innate ability to want to win a ball game. And Ogeron saw that. And so Joe Burrow knows the people that helped get him where he is. He's bringing him to the Super Bowl. He wants him there front and center. And there's no doubt I think he's going to play his ass off. Matthew Stafford or Joe Burrow, who do you trust more going into this game? I want to hit on that here in a second. I do want to reset the topic, though, because we kind of kind of got out to a bumpy start here in hour number one because we were trying to bring Coach O on about Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson made it very clear today with his representatives 
that he has said that everything is on the table. There is no team that is not on the table. No team. He's looking for future, and he's also looking for a team that has a dominant offensive line. That's Philly. Let's take a look at that, for instance. What team do you think has the best future with the best O-line? Do you know that that doesn't naturally exist? Because you can have a shitload of draft choices. Usually you don't have a really good O-line. Where does that exist? Where you've got a future and one of the top three O-lines. Let's think. Is that in New Orleans? No, you're not going there because Sean Payton's not there any longer. Where, where else with that? Miami? I don't know. Do you want to go to work for Stephen Ross after what you've just witnessed? Right? I don't know. No, no, I don't know. So where, 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 where are we talking here? For Russell Wilson to land? Denver? Because of John Elway? You, think, you, 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 you really think Russell Wilson wants to play in the AFC? And he wants to play in the AFC West with Justin Herbert, Derek Carr, Patrick Mahomes. He wants to play in that division. I'm not even talking about the rest of the AFC. Look at what Burrow's done. God knows what we're going to see out of Trevor Lawrence with Doug Peterson. He's not going to go to Denver. What assets does Denver have to give up to? Plus, you don't know who the ownership is going to be. The Boland family is selling the team. What if you get a shitty owner in there and the Broncos turn into the Dolphins? You don't know what – that's not the – the, the, the Boland family's not going to own that team any longer. Okay? They're not. Who gets the team I think has to be a major, a major issue. How about this? Look at what's happened in Seattle. Ever since Paul Allen passed away, sisters running the team into the ground. Just because your name's on the moniker at the front office there and says Allen, that don't mean you're Paul Allen. Look at the Steinbrenners in New York. Hank and Howe, when they took the team over from their dad, they did win a championship. But Boston has been the better team in the American League East. It's not been the Yankees. Yankees acquire all these names, and now they're actually a little more frugal when it comes to their money and how they spend to build a roster. That's not the boss's Yankees any longer. Ownership matters where you go. That's why places like Pittsburgh and some of these joints. Now, again, you look at Philadelphia. If you're Russell Wilson, don't you do this. You do your due diligence, and you say, look, here. Byron Leftwich didn't want to go to work for Trent Baalke in, in, in Jacksonville. Is that right? Thank you, Rico. Please smash that like button. Thank you, guys. Right? Byron Leftwich, the, the reason that Doug Peterson – now, hey, which, which kind of is crazy, isn't it? Doug Peterson wasn't the first choice, or was he? Or was he the first choice? I thought Leftwich had that job. And by all accounts, according to the reporting – there was a hang-up with GM, Trent Baalke, who was in San Francisco and had a bitching match with the head coach, and that's how that whole thing fell apart in San Francisco with Harbaugh, Jim. So was Doug the first selection, or was he the second choice in Jacksonville? Right? Hey, Byron was the offensive coordinator. 
They won the Super Bowl. I still think that, you know, Bruce Arians had more of his hands in the mix there when it came to play calling and constructing an offensive game plan. I think Leftwich is fine. Okay, Leftwich and Eric Bieniemy. I don't know. You know, Andy Reid calls the plays. Do we not agree in Kansas City? It's it's Eric Bieniemy has not been hired as a coach in the NFL, not because he's black. The perception is, is that Reid calls the plays. That's why he's not been hired. And Byron Leftwich, also you'd have to go like this. Tom Brady, Bruce Arians. How much impact did Byron Leftwich really have? Matt Hatter says second. Rico says, I think he was the third. Oscar says, but if you are building a team, you want Burrow or Herbert type passer. You do, dude. You don't want a running guy, man. You you want to drop back quarterback. Reyes says it depends on the type of team you're building. I want my team to look like the 49ers team. Reyes, if I'm going to have a dominant offensive line like that, I want to look like the 49ers where my quarterback is not part of the running game. I don't want my I want a running game offense, but I don't want my quarterback to lead the charge. Andy said he calls the plays. Okay, yeah, I'm sure he says that. Mike Holmgren probably said the same thing about Andy Reid when he was a quarterback coach in Green Bay. You're trying to get your guys' jobs. You're not going to get a job when you're doing this. Eric Bieniemy and Byron Leftwich hold the door for their coaches. And, of course, their coaches are going to come out and go like this. Hey, they, 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 they play call. Come on, man. You see Andy Reid doing the play calling on the sidelines? You really believe that shit? I don't. Come on, Dion. He's got the chart in his hand, too, and he's going like this. You see him talking to him every play. Who goes over to and sits next to Patrick Mahomes most of the time? It's Andy Reid. It wasn't Eric Bieniemy going like this and grim times become the Reaper. He, Eric Bieniemy didn't say that. When did he say that? In a mirage? Right? Daryl says Doug has interviewed for an interview last, but he was actually the third choice. Who was the second choice? I'd like to know who the second choice was. If Leftwich was number one, who was the second choice? Because to me, the two most qualified guys out there were Jim Harbaugh and Doug Peterson. Harbaugh got to a Super Bowl, and Doug Peterson won one. There's still this other stuff with Brian Flores and shit. I don't. By the way, that Brian Flores story starting has a lot of holes in it. Hey, and by the way, didn't Brian Flores actually accomplish what he wanted? I ask you this: Didn't Brian Flores accomplish what he what he wanted? You got a multi-racial quarter, or excuse me, you got a multi-racial coach in Miami. And Lovey Smith just got the job in Houston. You added two coaches that are minorities to the mix of the 32 coaches in the league. Now you have three. So you've gone from one to three. And then Flores' attorneys come out today who he's represented by all white people, no people of color at all on the homepage. 
Take a look at the people who represent Brian Flores. There's no one of color in a lawsuit that says Brian Flores didn't get the job because of his lawsuit versus the league. Well, wait a minute. You helped Lovey get the job, didn't you? If that's how you're looking at it and that's how you're seeing it. If you're seeing it like that through that lens, didn't you? He even said it in his statement. I know that maybe I may be sacrificing my career and my future coaching in the NFL, but I hope it opens up the door for other African-Americans to potentially get a job. Well, love, you got the job in Houston. Aren't you happy for that? Instead, he undermines it by coming out going, I didn't get the Texas job because of my stance against the league and the hiring practices. Wait a minute, guy. Black coach got the job. Which is it? See, to me, this is more about him. And you're all of a sudden now, you're starting to punch holes in your story here. And I would also say this. As you sit back and you're watching this thing unfold here, the lines don't add up here. They're just not adding up. Well, if you were racially handled and mishandled in Miami, didn't a black GM fire you? Yeah. So wait a minute. You had a black coach and a black GM in Miami. The same process you're shitting on hired you in Miami, but it was flawed. And, and, if you're, and, and you know what, too? You want to add something else to the mix. And again, now I'll tell you what. Xander told me a couple days ago, let's let this thing uh, fan out here. So if John Elway and the president of the Broncos, Ellis, was drunk showing up to an interview, you don't think they would have been drunk showing up to a white interview? Or you think that was just isolated to you? It's pretty ballsy to say that. That their behavior was set up because of you. Where'd you get that from? Can I see a receipt on that? So a lot of this now, not really adding up. I'm not saying that that thing needs to be addressed and the Rooney rule needs to be adjusted. There's no question it does. I don't know how you fix it. But sitting around talking about mandates, hey, you can only have this certain amount of white guys coaching versus this number of black guys is absurd. People don't want that in their sports. They'll turn the thing on. You guys will tune that thing out quicker than anybody. You've proven it with the NBA. You prove it in how you dealt with Major League Baseball pulling the all Get this. So Major League Baseball pulled the All-Star game out of Atlanta in the year that Henry Aaron died. One of the true legendary faces of racism in baseball. You pull that game out and move that game to Colorado, who has tougher voting laws because you didn't do your homework. People that were watching the game of baseball went, fuck that. Okay, I don't want liquor in my cereal. It's not what I come here for. So the NFL, in my opinion, hey, look, all this stuff, what you're watching with Brian Flores, you should be careful here. Because, again, you know, I told Joe Rogan to stop apologizing. I think everybody in the NFL needs to start doing this. Well, I don't know, man. I think it's okay to question Brian Flores. 
But see, if you start questioning Brian Flores, you know what happens? You start to get called a racist because that's the quickest way for someone to hide under their desk. Just saying, man. Xander, you were right, bro. Because a couple days ago, he's like, man, I don't know, man. I mean, do you really see it that way? Because the first thing you do is you have an emotional reaction because you hear something that outlandish, outlandish like that. Then all of a sudden you sit back and you start hearing other people talking. I don't know. Okay. Flores shit all over the hiring, basically, of Lovey Smith, who is a character man. I know Lovey. Lovey's a man of faith. He's a character man. Dude, you couldn't have a better person in a building to turn your franchise around. By the way, he's got a winning record as an NFL head coach. He didn't do all that hot, I give you, at Illinois. He did take a team to a Super Bowl. We're not talking about a not qualified guy. You're basically saying that Lovey's not qualified for the Texans job, which he's most certainly. So, here, enough of that. I see nobody cares because everyone's right. And get this. You guys proved one thing about that floor story. There wasn't a groundswell with the American football fans. Xander said it to me last week. Sills, that topic, there's not a groundswell for people to care that much about it. Maybe most people really did see it for what it was. I don't know. Right? I don't know. All right. I do want to hit on Super Bowl 56. I'm going to get to that here in a minute. I see people talking about Kyler Murray. Would the Eagles go for Kyler Murray? What Does Kyler Murray have a better chance of winning a Super Bowl in Arizona or in Philly? Look at what Arizona did. They went out, got J.J. Watt. They got DeAndre Hopkins for him. They drafted him. They believed in him. Kyler Murray's gotten better. You really think that Arizona would let loose of that? Holy shit. How about if Russell Wilson goes to Arizona? And then Kyler's out on the open market. Would Cliff Kingsbury bring in Russell? You get to play in the same division. On grass, or Glendale, Phoenix, you're close to Vegas and you're close to L.A. for Sierra. Brother Wilson, Arizona, Kyler Murray to the Eagles. Dude, what would that price tag be for Kyler Murray? What would you have to – you'd have to clearly give up three ones for him. He's too young. He's too good. He's too young and too good. And I think he's getting better and better. But then again, we go back to style of how you want to construct your team. Trade him to the Jets? Why would you go there if you're Kyler Murray? The Murray, hey, 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 Chris, it seems, scrubbed all the social media. He wants to, I, I think he's demanding either a contract extension or maybe his way out the door because I'm wondering if he sees it there where he's not going to win with Cliff Kingsbury. Never three ones. You don't think Kyler Murray is three ones. They're building a hey, 
Razor, they are in Arizona, aren't they? They are. I think you're right. That is such a great call, Yale. Holy shit, you're right. Left-handed QB. Wow. Man, left-handed quarterback. Mm, That means you have to turn the offense, and you have to turn that entire offense inside out. That's why you don't see a lot of backup left-handed quarterbacks. Okay? You have to flip tackles and all that. Oh, yeah, strong side's completely different than the other side. Your step is different if you're a left tackle versus a right tackle, left guard, right guard, a whole thing. It's not as easy as you think of a transition for guys to do when you go from a right-handed quarterback to a left-handed quarterback, even the way the routes are run. Never thought that. Flores gets questioned because he levied the accusations. Okay. I'm more now, I'm pulling the reins back. I want to see it play out. Kyler Murray, the best young quarterback in the NFC. Kyler Murray, the best young quarterback in the NFC. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's like Vic, isn't he? Fans of Philly love Michael Vick. Top three? I don't know, Chris. I can't think of another young quarterback in the NFC. Daniel Jones? Okay. Is Jalen in the top five best young quarterbacks in the NFC? Probably. Well, if we're starting there, I mean, look at the top five quarterbacks in the NFC. <laughs> Hey, hey, just so you know, Xander said this. Sills, he couldn't make the fucking BC Lions, (laughs) the Toronto Argonauts, the Montreal Alouettes, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. He's not top five in the CFL. What is it? The Winnipeg Jets. I think that's what they still are. Used to be a Winnipeg Jets team back in the day. He couldn't, he's not, okay. Look, watch this, man. Hertz and Murray in the NFC. Oh, you're putting Hertz in the same conversation as Kyler Murray? (laughs) I, I don't think so. Jimmy G's 30, I think. Hurts is top 10 in the NFC. Then the NFC sucks. Come on, man. Not the lot to pick from. That's the point. That's the point. Hey, if I'm Tom Brady, Brady made a comment. He goes like this. Never say never. <laughs> He's probably going to watch the shitty play in the NFC and go like this. I think I could win that thing. <laughs> I think I could win that thing again. I think I could win it. You can, God forbid, Aaron Rodgers goes to the AFC. I think he's going to go like this. I don't know. You know, put me on a team there. And let's go get some. Let's see if I could do it, man. I'll take a year off, you know, rest the body up a little bit. Tell Giselle, hey, you know what? Sitting around playing on the jungle gym here with Junior is not cutting it for me. Hey, let me do it one more time. Okay? 
Jimmy G's 30? Yeah, man, that's very young. Yeah. All right. Let's do Super Bowl. Let's do Super Bowl 56. I'm going to do some predictions on this. I'm going to tell you how I think the game plays out. Guys, please hit the like button. We're off until next Thursday. Okay. You can follow me also on my Twitter page at Dan Cilio Show. Please hit that like button, guys. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other, with more doctors and hospitals, more benefits that really rock, more of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about, because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Dan Cilio here, National Football Show. Please hit the like button. He did say that Big Sills was one of the greatest players in the history of college football. Yeah. 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 The Rock, Cortez Kennedy, Warren Sapp. They used to watch films of Big Sills. Yeah, you and Jerome Brown. Jerome had a birthday the other day, February 4th. Matt Hatter, how about that, though? What's it from, you know, this pie hole? It was actually from Coach O going, hey, you're one of the greatest college football players that ever played defensive tackle position. 
I was like, yeah. Sander talks to me about Bam and they kick up and these guys did this and all that. Yeah. We are Mount Everest. Okay? We are Mount Everest. University of Miami, what we did with Jimmy and all them guys. Didn't lose a home game for 10 years. Yeah. You imagine not losing a home game for 10 years. Orange Bowl was unbelievable. No one could go in there and win a game. Oh, yes, and my class started it. Thank you. Yes, we started, let's see, the first 12. Done. Yes, Coach, thank you. Um, Let's see if we can get that clip cut up and having him say that Cilio is one of the greatest. I I have to have – I'm going to carry that around on my phone. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, was there any doubt, Andrew? Um, man, we and him were so good, though, Jerome and I. Even Buddy Ryan loved us, man, because we would do the salute all the time. And Buddy was big. He was really big on the military stuff. And every time we got a sack or we fucked someone up, he'd start doing this, going like this to us. He'd come out to practice and watch us. Man, Buddy came down to practice so many times to watch me and him play. He would ask us questions how to play the two and three technique. I would tell you this. Big picking. Big picking. A ringtone. Xander will never make that for me because you know why? He doesn't like gratuitous uh, sucking. It's not, it's not a... That's not for him. You know, that I, I could never I, I would like to have that cut up because I've got a couple bites by Coach O. By the way, Coach Ogeron is one of the greatest recruiters in the history of college football. Let's go, Yanks. Do that deal. <laughs> uh a ringtone? Nuts? All right. All right. I'm gonna get into Super Bowl 56 here in a second here. Guys, again, please hit the like button. Thank you so much. Again, we're gonna be off until next Thursday. Um before I get into the game, I just I, I I can't believe the position that the Sixers are in with this guy Simmons here. Here, hey Ben, how's things going? Who's this? It's Daryl Morey. How you doing, man? Everything all right? Well, you know, Doc and Joel, you know they they, they said harsh words to me. I, I I know I know, honey. I mean, I I I know, Ben. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I know. I know. I I I know. Those were harsh words. I I I know. I know. I know. I feel you. You got to be a general manager. You got to be like the buffer guy in the middle a little bit. Ben, how you doing? Well, you know, I'm, I don't know. It's very cold here. Hey, shut up, smile. Smile, shut up. Vinny, Te- hey, Robert, you too. Jesus, criminy. Hey, you guys are like my grandfather. <laughs> okay? No horn blowing, Silio. No fucking horn blowing. Off till Thursday. <laughs> I'm effing Francesa. Andrew, no, man. 
Big Seals don't take days off. I told Xander, I go, hey, man, you know? It's like telling me to climb Mount Everest and tell me halfway up. Hey, you know, take a day off. <laughs> Fuck it, man. I'm freezing. I'm not going to stay in a damn tent for three days. Fuck it. Give me Harden. <laughs> ah! Hey. Give, hey, give me Melon Ball. I'll take him. And, okay, I'll send you to the lunatic and give me Mr. Hamburger. I'll take Mr. Cheeseburger, cheese fries. Okay, I'll take cheese fries. Give me Harden. Drop 10 dimes. I know he's fat, but, hey, who cares? Maybe we could get a couple games out of him. Um, why are you closing for nine days? I don't answer those questions. I'm just a help. Okay, hey, I, 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 I'm like the guys in the NFL. Watch this. I don't, I don't know, man. I just, I, I work here. What do you want me to say to you, man? <laughs> I love melon balls, man. You know how many things, many of those I could drink. How you doing? Ooh, hook. Would you rather have Debo Samuel or Justin Jefferson? <laughs> hey. I might want that guy in Cincinnati, Jamar Chase. Didn't he have 1,700 yards? I don't know. Matt Hatter, man, I'm with you, man. I love that kid. Debo Samuel, man. Holy shit, is he a beast? Man. Hey, Steve, he, he got ran out of Houston because he handled that bullshit deal with Harden. Imagine him bringing Harden into Philly. Man, Jefferson's good, man. Debo with the Eagles would be so dynamic. Melon balls, man. They're fucking drinks. They're shots. They're shots. Oh, wait. I'm sure somebody like Neil Young will go, melon balls? What's that supposed to mean? You ever notice it's the white guys that bring up racial conversation? It's never the brothers. Like, Warren Sapp told me the other day, he goes like this, man, you white guys knock over a lot of statues. <laughs> I'm going like, I think you're right. <laughs> He's like, he like, you white guys, man, knock over a lot of statues. Why is it the white kids always doing it? And I'm like, ah. oh, man, you got a problem with everybody nowadays, right? Dude, Debo Samuel is spectacular. Matt Hatter, right, man? <laughs> yeah. Why, why, why is always the white guys knocking over this? What, what is that? <laughs> Neil Young saving souls. Yeah, right. Yeah. The Dr. Fauci of music. <laughs> uh, they define morality, not critics. Big Seals. You know Mellon Ball is an NBA player? I have no idea who that is. Oh, Mellow Ball. <laughs> I said melon ball. You're saying mellow ball. Okay? No, 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 no. Don't confuse the room on me. You know I'll get distracted. Okay? You know I'll get distracted. All right, Super Bowl 56. Let's get into it here a little bit. For the Bengals to win this game, um, for me, Joe Burrow's got to do what he did in the second half of that Kansas City game. Because pressure's coming, okay? Von Miller is starting to look a little bit like Von Miller of a couple years back when he was still with Juice in, in Denver. 
pressure's coming. And Burrow, if you remember in that Kansas City game in the second half, and especially maybe even towards the last three minutes of the first half, he started moving around more in the pocket. He started creating more passing lanes. And he started to evade. He's got to evade. He doesn't have to get positive yardage. But he's got to move around a little like Roethlisberger. Slide in the pocket, create your passing lanes. Because Aaron Donald is going to be humming off the ball. I think the Bengal offensive line is a little underrated, but I still think they're not one of the better units. Because they did get to the Super Bowl. Somebody got them there. This is a team sport here. So to me, Burrow's got to move around. And by the way, they've got to be rhythm passes out of the gate to kind of stop that rush. One, two, three, bang. One, two, three, bang. Can't sit back there holding that ball, turn into Carson Wentz, because you'll be on your back. They've got to get that ball out, and they've got to establish a running game with Joe Mixon. And I don't, they've got to run the ball 28 times in this game to win the ball game. If Joe Burrow throws it for 60 times or 55 times in this game, this thing will be a blowout early. Okay? Because what's the one thing that the Rams have struggled with a little bit? Stopping the run. And Mixon's a thousand yard rusher. Okay? Matt Hatter, I'm telling you, I, I, I think Eastside Monster says Rams win. Let me get to it here. There are clearly more stuff. This Bengal team reminds me of the 2001 or two Patriots team. Can you name me a star on that team outside of Brady? Brady wasn't even a star then. Who was a star in the offense? Deion Branch? Can you name me a star on that first Super Bowl that the Patriots won? Name me one. Shit, I can't remember. I can't even remember who the whiteouts were. I mean, there were no significant tight ends. What, Ben Coates? Moss wasn't on any team that won a Super Bowl. Brady never won a Super Bowl with him. They won an AFC championship. They never won a Super Bowl with Moss. Moss was not there. Can you name me a guy that was on that offense? Adam Vinatieri. I mean, yeah, Branch. So Deion Branch was the biggest star that Brady threw to? Think of this, though. Jamar Chase is special, isn't he? He's special. But you, you, you see how they drafted, though. Burrow had to have some say in the Jamar Chase decision. He had to have some say. I played with this guy. This guy's a stud. He's a star. Had 1,700 yards this year. Now he's a force. But what was the one thing that they did in the recruiting process and also in the drafting and evaluation? They knew the quarterback had a relationship with the guy. I think that's going to become a common trend now. There's no coincidence that Devontae Smith and Jalen Hurts also had a relationship. There's no coincidence that Waddle and Tua had a relationship at Alabama as well. Yeah, Chris, undefeated, didn't get you shit. Troy Brown. What I'm saying is Cincinnati does not have near the stars. You know what? Let's take that back. Cincinnati. Jamar Chase, 
Mix in. Don't they have another whiteout, too, on that team that's got 1,000 yards? I thought the Bengals had 2,000-yard receivers and a 1,000-yard back and a 4,000-yard passing quarterback. I think there's another kid on the other side of the ball, too, of Chase that had 1,000 yards as well. I can't remember his name. So maybe there are more stars on this team offensively. They're clearly limited in the O-line. T. Higgins, thank you, Smile. So T. Higgins got 1,000 yards receiving. And you have Jamar Chase with 1,700 yards. you got a back that's 1,000 yards. That's a pretty formidable attack. And get this, they're all under the age of 25, which is fucking crazy. Yeah, Higgins, hey, Higgins is a good – he's as good as a number two you could possibly get. He's a good two. So they have got to make sure they get into rhythm. Boyd got 800 yards too? Holy shit, that's a formidable passing attack. It's all going to be on the heels of the pressure of the Rams. If the Rams get to Burrow, the Bengals have no chance. But if Burrow can move around, this game will go down to the fourth quarter game. And if you're Cincinnati... You're trying to get it into the fourth quarter. If you're the Rams, you're trying to score immediately because you know why? Put him in a hole. That won't phase Joe Burrow, though. But what the key is in a game like this with 60 minutes of football, you're trying to get the other team out of their game plan sooner than the other guy. It's not panicking, but when you start to see you have to adjust right out of the gate, and you've got to basically just rip up your game plan because the team is stopping one part of your game plan, you're kind of wobbling a little bit for at least a few minutes until you get into a type of scenario where you think you can attack the Rams or the Bengals. Shane says Bengals win. Can't double cover all three. That's correct. That's why Burrow moving around and evading Miller and Donald is going to be key. By the way, one thing about Aaron Donald, Xander and I have this debate about the guy. There's no question that he is, without a doubt, he is, without a doubt, a great future Hall of Fame defensive tackle, the modern-day defensive tackle in today's game. This guy's won every award you can. Three-time defensive player of the year. Seven straight times he's gone to the Pro Bowl. I mean, more sacks than anybody since he's come into the league. Now you put a Super Bowl on top of that, you're starting to talk about iconic resumes. He's already been to a Super Bowl. He's got an NFC championship. He'd have two appearances. You would start making conversations about Aaron Donald as one of the top interior defensive tackles that's played the game just on resume alone and achievement. When he was in college, he won the Outland. He won the Lombardi. He was the player of the year, I think, in the Big East when he was at Pittsburgh. This guy's resume is loaded with achievements. And he's six feet 270. Who would have thunk that? He is six feet 260. Paul says Eagles need three wide receivers, two in free agency, one early in the draft. Man, I don't want to draft any wideouts in the first round. That team needs 10 times more help than they do with draft choices with off offensive wide receivers. That team needs help in the O-line, D-line, linebacker, 
safety, and corner. Wideouts, I'm not building my team from the perimeter in. Not doing it. Paul, I get it. Free agency, maybe I would take somebody in that conversation because you want to get physical at the point of attack and you want to have somebody knocking people off the ball if you're going to go through the running progressions. But, dude, you've got to build. There's too many other issues. Edge rusher, in my opinion, outside of figuring out the quarterback, is the number one priority. You're 31 in sacks. Okay? Adam says, WIP hosts and contributors are all over the place with Eagles quarterback. Most want Williams or Watson. They've lost faith in Hurts. Adam, I don't think it's losing faith. I think what they see is the landscape. I don't think it's losing faith. Uh, do, hey, watch this. Do I have faith that Jalen can win a game? Yeah, I do. But do I think he can win the game? I don't. I don't. I, I, I don't see Joe Burrow in him. By the way, how long did it take you guys to go Joe Burrow's great or Justin Herbert? That guy's great. Or even Kyler Murray. Didn't you guys see it right away? Man. Jalen, we're doing this. You know, one week here, one week here. And, and you guys called me out on it. Dan, you're one week you're here, one week you're there. Yeah, and I came to the realization that's how he's going to play his entire career. He's going to be that way his entire career. Tyrod Taylor. Jalen Hurts is Tyrod Taylor. He hopes. Tyrod Taylor was a pro bowler. You think you think Jalen's going to be better than Teddy Bridgewater? I don't know. I, I just I, I don't know. Is Joe Burrow better than Teddy? Yeah, I mean it's a joke to con conversation like that. Matt Hatter, I'll ask you this: said that Herbert didn't make the playoffs, and that'd be the AFC too. By the way, you how about this, Matt Hatter? You put that Charger team in the NFC East. They win 13 ball games. Instead of in the AFC West, you got the Raiders out there. You, you've got the Chiefs in that conversation. And you got Justin Herbert. I don't know. You put the Chargers in the NFC East, they'll win 13 ball games. It, you're, you're not looking at that right. The less resistance for Dak Prescott's being in the East. He's so lucky. Okay? You put Dak Prescott. Here, who, who, watch this. You put Dak Prescott in the NFC West. That Cowboy team is 7-10. You're not beating them teams. The 49ers will blast you. No way. All right. I'll give you the score, and we'll do that coming up here. Please hit the like button, guys. Don't forget, we're off until next Thursday. If you want to follow me, you can go over to my social media page, my Twitter page, at Dan Cilio Show. Hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. 
What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other. With more doctors and hospitals. More benefits that really rock. More of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about. Because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back, National Football Show. Paul, the Spanos family may have to get a better head coach in there for Justin Herbert because I agree with you. There were shitty decisions. I thought at the end of those games, coaching-wise, and I thought the coaching put that football team in some bad situations at the end of the year. I did. You know, I mean, will they be better this year? I think Brandon Staley's on the hot seat because you got a superstar. And let me say this to you about the Chargers. The Chargers wasted Dan Fouts, and they wasted Phillip Rivers. They had exceptional talent around Phillip early on in his career when you had LaDainian Tomlinson, Vincent Jackson. You know, you you had a Hall of Fame tight end. You know, you had a defense that was pretty decent, and they did nothing for Phillip Rivers. The team actually deteriorated, you know, from the first couple of years. I thought that the Chargers and the Patriots were going to battle for the AFC for years with LaDainian and all them guys. But they ended up, again, like – not retooling. Then they ended up firing Schottenheimer. Schottenheimer goes 14-2. and two, And because they made the decision to stay with the general manager, A.J. Smith, it fucked, in my opinion, Phillip Rivers and his ability to go and win a Super Bowl. He's better than Eli Manning. But when you look at hardware, Phillip's nowhere. You put Phillip Rivers in New York with better surroundings and a better organization, he'd have won three, four Super Bowls up there, too. And he would have been competing against Brady. But he goes to the Spanos family, who has made inept decisions when it comes to the hiring of coaches. The Anthony Lenz of the world. I mean, think about the coaches. Look at who they've had as head coach in that building. Anthony Lenz not a bad coach. 
Okay, he was just the wrong coach for that fit there. Look at the last four coaches they've had. They've all been terrible. They've all been terrible, okay? Paul says you can't win with two wide receivers. Paul, you can win with no receivers. Patriots prove that every year almost. Amendola, Edelman, really? You couldn't put those two guys on any other team, and those guys would have been the stars that they would have been if it wasn't for Brady and the way that they used them. Wide receivers is the most overrated position in the sport. Your, your, your receivers in that 17 Super Bowl are a prime example of that. Alshon Jeffries and Deshaun Jackson were good. They weren't exceptional. One had exceptional speed. They weren't exceptional. Brady, outside of having Moss, he never had exceptional deep threats, ever. Mike Evans, when he got to Tampa, probably the closest thing he had to Moss and Antonio Brown. Who were Joe Flacco's wideouts? Was it Ishmael's uh, brother? Was it Kadri? I can't even remember. Uh, Shannon Sharp, right? I'm trying to think. No, Shannon didn't play on that team. He played on the Trent Dilfer team. I can't even tell you, man. Right? Jack says, would you rather have Burrow or package deal with Debo Samuel, Aaron Donald, or Michael Parsons? I need to figure out my quarterback. Anquan Bolden, he was good. He, 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 was, he was damn good. All right, this is how I see this thing playing out. I think this is going to be a close Super Bowl. Okay, I do. I think this is going to be a close Super Bowl. I think this kid, Joe Burrow, who, what quarterback do you trust more? Do you trust Matthew Stafford or do you trust Joe Burrow? Here, think about this, okay? Matthew Stafford had three consecutive games in a row with a pick six, and you're just holding your breath the entire time during the postseason. He's played well. Joe Burrow has found a way to win all these games. Found a way to win. Sacked nine times, didn't matter. Knocks off the number one seed in the Titans. Gets it done. I know, not a completely 100% Derrick Henry. I know the, whole, the, the story. Plus, Tannehill throws three picks, I think, in that game. But the quarterback you trust the most should be the guy you lean on the most. Because when you're, he, he's going to be at, think about this. How many points were they down by in Kansas City? 18? They were down like 18 points to Kansas City, right? Was that right? Something like that? And Burrow threw them out of trouble. Okay? Burrow threw them out of trouble. Got him back in. Defense held going into the half. Gave him some juice. Stopped him in the first drive out of the half. And again, after that, it was all Bengals. Matt Hatter says Burrow's becoming the next Montana. If this guy wins this Super Bowl and puts together the best three years I've ever seen for a starting quarterback to come into the league, you win a national title, you win a Heisman Trophy, you win a Super Bowl, 
you win an AFC championship, and maybe you're the Super Bowl MVP. Guys. <laughs> so here. Rams, and a close one. McVay gets his ring. They're at home. I think that's a lot to overcome. I hate betting against Burrow. I'm pulling for him too, Chris. I am. But I just think there's too many all-stars on that side of the ball. Too many. Okay? There are. Too many. Okay? Xander called me a bitch for that take. I just think there's too many stars. I think I think the Rams are a better team. Burrow's the better quarterback. And that's gonna that's what's gonna make this thing close. I think the Rams win this thing. And I think it's a fourth quarter game. Okay? Guys, I appreciate it. Should be a fun time. Again. Big Sills will tell you that we're back next Thursday. We really appreciate it. If you want to follow me over on my my Twitter page, have at it. We go back and forth. We have a lot of fun. We throw some topics out, some interesting stuff as well, if you haven't gone over there yet. We so appreciate it. Please hit the like button. Till next Thursday, have a great Super Bowl 56. We'll see you on the flip side. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.